It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, choreographer for Taylor Swift and America's recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Well, the title of the podcast kind of gives it away. It really says it all, doesn't it? What is the secret to closing top prospects? These are the kids you want, you need to win. You may be doing great with uh, your your mid-level, lower-tier recruits. They're coming in, they're committing, but what is the secret to getting a top prospect to commit? Certainly, there is no one-pat universal answer that's going to uh, solve the problem in every situation, but one coach emailed us and talked with us about what he is coming up against and what our suggested solutions are. Coach, listen and see if you agree. Maybe it'll help. So for 2022, I got six kids in. And then 2023, I I got two. Now, two really good players. Real, Both of them are starting. Both of them are really helpful. So in terms of quality, I probably got better quality in 2023 than I did 2022. Okay. Um, and as 2024 came along, I had my list of about 90 kids and and I tiered it. So and I noticed probably probably my ninth setter on the list had verbally committed. And I'm looking at him thinking, she committed? I mean, like, who's offering her? Yeah. <laughs> and then then that got me thinking, I probably should offer roster spots. Okay. And I started to do that. And actually I had to sort of take one back, but the kid doesn't even really know because she's never responded to, to a couple of, she left the phone. She didn't pick up on a phone call, didn't follow up to two emails okay. and, two, and two texts. So if I'm ghosting her, I'm ghosting her. She's off the list. I'm not communicating anymore. Um, but I have some kids who I think I can get. And Mandy suggested just, asking them for a verbal commitment. Okay. And I think my hesitancy, and this is probably one that you, she said you will, you deal with all the time is that not necessarily that I don't think I'm going to get no, but at some point in time, maybe I'm pushing them a little too soon. I'm ready to hear. Yes. I'm convinced. Okay. But I don't know if they are. Okay. So one of the things that, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, coaches struggle with a little bit is this idea that there there has to be this balance that they that I you know, I don't want to ask as a coach unless you know we've gone through sort of this you know, maybe in my mind as a coach this preset uh, pre-prescribed uh, series of things that I think as the adult needs to be done. So that usually includes they need to know what their financial package is. They need to know if they're getting financial aid, what that number is, that they um, you know, visit campus, that they need to watch a practice, that they, all these, you know, on and on and on, meet with an advisor. And when we flip it and ask the, the athletes <clears throat> about that, um, they don't put much stock in that. And actually, we saw it a little bit during COVID, how easy it was for them out of necessity to choose a school. They never, they didn't, they couldn't go visit campus, couldn't really hang out with the team. There was like a lot of stuff that, that just couldn't happen because there were limits. And 
coaches were kind of surprised that, you know, how early kids were, were committing without really knowing the, you know, the school, the place, the team, they were going on very little information. What it told us was that at their core, they're making a lot of these decisions before they even get to campus and experience all that. And what we've sort of come to understand is that in a lot of athletes tell us that we're, when they get to campus for a visit, for instance, during the process, they're about 80% sold that that could be the place. I'm not going to go visit campus. Very rarely now does, does an athlete visit campus when they are, um, when, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go to campus just to see what they have and, 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 you know, go, you know, go, um, you know, take a day. Very rare does that happen anymore. So by the time they get to campus, they are, they're there in their mind. Now, what it tells us is that they're ready to commit a lot earlier than most coaches are, are maybe allowing for. And, and again, we're taking our adult view, which is you need to make an informed decision. You know, as adults, as a dad, I want to go sit down with admissions, sit down with a financial aid person, meet the coach. Um, kids are just ready earlier. Now, what I would say kind of in, you know, in, in all this is, so should you offer early or, or should you offer later? Most athletes that are getting recruited right now, they're playing club ball, high school sports, whatever their sport is. They're doing that with the intent and, and the goal. I, I want to go play in college, or at least I want to see what's out there for college. Mm-hmm. And in, in, you know, any sport, but yours in particular in volleyball, um, what do we see? We see the better volleyball players committing earlier. So if you're a good volleyball player, you're committed to a you know power five school very, very early. You're verbally committing. Well, everybody else sort of sees that and says, well, I want to do that. That's So if that's the standard, I want to be part of that, that mix too. And so um, what opens the door then is for non-power five schools to do the same thing, act the same way, give them the same offers, and even if they aren't ready to say yes, uh, and I'll, we'll get into that here in a second because you said I'm a little worried that I, I might be ready, but are they ready? Even if they aren't ready and they get asked and they say, hey, Coach, wow, thanks, not yet. Now what do I know about you or your program as that player? As I continue through the process, and let's say I'm truly not ready, there's still three or four other schools I'm considering, but you do what, what you just you know, described doing is – is asking for the commitment. I say not yet. I know you're interested. I know you want me. Um, maybe you're the first one that's asked me, and that goes, you know, I, I remember that. And I also, something else very interesting happens where now I, as that athlete, think, well, hold on. So that program isn't necessarily at the top of my list. I could go there. I think I'd be happy, but I, there's a couple others that I think would maybe be better or more prestigious or whatever. But why aren't they asking me? So they begin to compare. Well, what is one coach doing versus another coach? And you hear this on the flip side. Like if you come in late to the process, or um, you know the athletes, you know, been asked by somebody else, you know, four months ago. And a lot of times we'll hear parents say when a, a coach asks, then four months later, hey, we want you, we like you. Um, you know, parents will sometimes do the comment, well, where were you four months ago? Because these other coaches, they knew she was good. They knew he was good way before you did. Why did it take you so long? So what it tells us is that they're actually, part of the process is getting the ask 
And I get to decide then if it's yes or no, but I have to be asked first before I, I get to, to say that. So what I have seen, and I'm just stripping it down to just pure strategy, because if it didn't work, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be advising it. But what we see from a pure strategy standpoint is that the coaches who ask when they're ready, you made the point that you are ready, but you're not sure if they're ready. But when you are ready and you ask, they then give one of three answers. Yes, no, or I'm not ready. Not yet, coach. And if it's any of those, if it's done properly, if, if, if it's not if it's not asking by saying, hey, we want you, but you've got 24 hours, make your decision or else we're pulling it and we're going somewhere else. Um, if it's anything besides that, then even if it's not yet, wow, you asked me, that's cool. You're the first one. Maybe you're the only one. Why aren't the others doing it? And there are no negatives to that. that that's really the, the the bottom line is that there aren't any negatives. And But maybe p- try to poke a hole in that. Like, where would the negatives be? Well, no, what I was seeing, and, and as you were saying that, that would be a positive negative recruiting thing against somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because I'm asking, and it's putting into their mind, why isn't school xyz asking but he is right so, so it it's positive, positive. For me, right. but it's not being negative towards them but it's making right. them look bad well, it's or making them look bad in the, yeah you're and you're not even the one making them look bad they're looking it looks bad in the view of the recruit but let's uh, let's play devil's advocate for a second let's say it's not that it may it looks bad but that's not going to take the others out of it mm-hmm. um but still, you're, you you inch ahead a little bit in that race. In asking early, and I think a lot of coaches are fearful, like, well, is that going to pressure them? Are they going to feel pressure? I actually think the coach is asking that because it puts pressure on the coach in the sense that I've scouted them. I know I want them. I'm picturing them on the roster. Is it too early? Am I going to say the right things? Am I going to blow this? And it's a little bit more like um, – uh, like I'm scared of what the answer is. I almost don't want to ask because I don't want to get the answer because what if it is no? Well, I would say that if an athlete early on tells you, hey, coach, no, I've already decided it's between these two, these other two schools over here, but thanks. And you asked really early, six or seven months before you really maybe had in the past or traditionally have. I look at it and say, well, you've just found out six or seven months early and you saved yourself six or seven months of going to scout games, going to visit the home, inviting her to campus, because what we're finding is that even though they have these other two in mind, they'll still talk to the coaches. They'll still, you know, entertain all the others. They don't always say, uh, thank you, no thanks. And so if I can find out a no early, that's just a huge time savings for me. And then I get somebody else in that position on my list and I, I focus on them because what we all have also seen is coaches wait and wait and wait, give all the athletes all the time they want. And then all of them go somewhere else or a lot of them do. And you're left with sort of that bottom group that then you have to try to coach. And we don't, we don't want that. How does that apply to somebody who I've already gotten their deadline? Mm-hmm. So like they said, they're going to make the decision in, in late November, so they can have some idea of what their fast was going to be. So they're doing it wisely. How does right. that play into that? I think if that plays into and is okay with your timeline, then then that's fine. So if I was a coach, just using that example, if I was a coach and I knew my recruiting class 
was going to be wrapped up mid to late September, let's just say. And they say, <laughs> sorry, they, that's funny. Yeah. Well, it happens. So, so that, that, um, so that November timeline would be outside of that for me as the coach. And I would have to say, yeah, I'm sorry, we can't wait that long. Now, if it's something like what you described, uh, I got to get my financial package together. Okay. That's reasonable. Um, yeah. And are there times when, if it's within that timeline that you would normally not go that early, if it fits with your, in your timeline and they self-impose a deadline on themselves, that's within that timeline, then you verbally agree to that. And that's, that's now their, their, their timeline. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that because, and actually I like it when the athlete sets their own timeline within the boundaries of what we, you know, what we would want as a, as a coach, it goes into, you know, sort of the philosophy of somebody in this, this whole scenario, coaches, parents, athletes that we're recruiting, somebody has to control the process. And I, I wish in a perfect world, wouldn't it be great if we could hand it over to the athletes and the parents and they say, we trust you. You're going to make a smart decision. We're here. We want your son or your daughter. Um, so just let us know. If they could manage it, that'd be, that'd be fantastic, but they can't, and we know they can't. And so somebody has to control it because if nobody controls it, then um, that's when it gets frustrating as a coach. So I vote for the coaches to control it. I don't think you should be unfair. I don't think you would start with your junior class and say, look, you know, here's who we are. We know, we know we want you, you know, I need to know in 60 days. Um, just not, it's not reasonable. So there is a ridiculous extreme mm -hmm. on that side of it too. I don't want people to wait. I don't want coaches to wait until just give the kids all the time in the world until May or June of their senior year. And then finally they, they settle on a program. I also don't want to you know, have that ridiculous extreme early. Um, some programs and division levels do that's, that's within their norms. So let them do that. But for everybody else, um, if, if it fits in that, that normal timeline, then I think, um, then I think you're, you know, you, you've got your answer for her. How can coaches design and build a better story through social media and the website recruiting page they send their prospects to? By working with Preseason. Their team of experts are helping coaches break through the clutter and reach their recruits in a way their competition just can't match. Go to HelloPreseason.com to see how their team of experts are helping college programs tell a better story and build a better program. Now, with, with players who, who I've offered a roster spot to, mm -hmm. in terms of, like, I, I, I don't necessarily feel as comfortable asking them for a commitment if they haven't seen campus. Does that make sense? Okay. Because that, that's a huge component, I think. Like, if you're coming from, from Texas or something, I, I really think you need to see campus. And I sure. probably think you need to see campus in the winter. You know what I mean? And I know that's unrealistic for my timelines, but I want, I, part of me wants you to see campus at its best or at its worst. Yeah. Uh, such a good question. So there's two sort of aspects to this. First of all, um, I agree with you. 
so let, let's just say that you have an athlete who's looking or getting recruited by seven or eight schools, really good prospect. And I, as a family, have to sit there and figure out how are we going to visit all these schools? Who, how, who are we going to visit? Um, because they, you know, there are, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of possibilities. <clears throat> so if I am a school or if I'm a, I'm sorry, if I am a uh, parent of an athlete and I hear my son or my daughter uh, get pursued by a coach, but um, it's just, hey, we're, you know, we're interested. We saw you play. You should come visit our school. I've got eight schools saying that. Um, so I still got to prioritize that somehow, not knowing the landscape, maybe not knowing your school in particular compared to all the others. When a coach, when they know they want the athlete, and they could get a yes if they ask, so you can't do this with everybody, but for the athlete, you say, I, I know I, I want her, she'd be great, saw her play, exactly right. Um, let's just say you ask for that commitment. Hey, we're, you know, saw you, we know we want you. Would you be ready to verbally commit to come play for us? And the answer, because maybe it is, you know, late in her junior year, very early in her senior year is, Coach Wild, thanks, no, not yet. I haven't, I haven't even visited campus. My comeback to that then as a coach is great point. So that's probably the next step. You should come visit campus now that you know we're that interested in you. And so, and then that takes place. I think there's a lot of coaches that miss out on a lot of athletes because they don't ask or there's no incentive. There's no offer. There's no, uh, you know, invitation, there's no ask. And so you're just another campus out there among all the others. Well, how am I going to break the tie or decide if I'm, if I'm dad, probably in my own messed up ranking of a, of a school based on, do I like their football team? Um, what I want to take a vacation there, you know, I'm going to you know, be selfish and the athletes are selfish about it too. If everything is left, you know, equal, I'm going to make probably some poor decisions. And sometimes that'll work out for you based on location and other things, but other times it won't. So what we know is that a lot of visits don't happen because there's no incentive or reason for that visit. So I think, you know, as we're talking about this here, um, the the asking before camp before they visit campus, if you know you want her, actually will increase the number of campus visits that you get because now there's a reason to go there. Well, if they're that serious. And they're offering your roster spot and they've already asked you they're the first ones we need to go visit them even if i'm not really interested i have no definition of the school or the place i've never been there i still should go because they're that serious about you so again from a strategic standpoint i'll i'll do that as a coach because i want the visit um now <laughs> i say you can't do this unless you know you want the athlete because i could probably do a podcast and tell stories for at least, you know, an hour of coaches who asked early never in this setting, like I'm just trying to get them onto the next step. And the athlete says, yes, come to find out grandparents live 20 miles away. They vacation there a lot. Um, there's a tie there. They've been to campus. They had a cousin that went there and loved it. And all the things that are, are tying in um, to, to their decision behind the scenes that they don't tell you about end up being something that causes them to want to um, that, that causes them to want to say yes so there's that just from a pure strategy standpoint and i also think there's an aspect of of asking them before they get to uh, campus to again set yourself apart 
and give them a reason to keep you on the list. Because again, for every school that's not a power five school, and even, I mean, some of the power fives, they have to compete, you know, against other power fives to, you know, get down to that, the final four or five schools. Um, but for everybody else, for the other 97% of schools out there, um, it's, it becomes almost part of my brand, part of the thing that I am you know, building an image of that I'm the coach that wants you. We're the school that wants you. We're asking first. We're asking early because, again, that matches up to what I see my club teammates doing, you know, and getting offers from these other schools as well, these other coaches. So I want to that that for me is the normal process. If I'm a good athlete, I should get recruited and asked early. Um so I don't. We haven't seen that it's pressure or a negative uh, until a coach sets some sort of unreasonable deadline, or you know, in the way they're asking, like, "Look, if you want to be here, uh, you got to tell me before X." That even if that kid commits, they're probably going to be transferring within the next year because it's just it's not done correctly. So I want to I want to do that. I want to ask when I'm ready, regardless of where they're at in the process, because what we have seen is it drives the process forward. It gets them on to the next step. It gives them a reason to be engaged and, and move on to the next step. Does that make sense? Oh, by the way, I, I, I take all your verbiage and like on, and I'm sure when you were on your tours, how many times does the tour guide go? Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? At every stop. And, and I hear myself, talking to these kids and saying, does this make sense? And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, it's almost like an, uh, or, yeah, you know, <laughs> okay, or so. And I'm like, and I think that's a good thing. But the second you started talking, I realized that was probably a silly question because it's putting the process forward. It, am I correct in saying it's just changing my perception of pressure it's not pressure on my part because I'm offering something. It's like Christmas. You don't right. have to like the gift. You have to say thank you. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a dumb question at all. But no, that, that's what it is. It's again as adults. You know, here I am. I'm I'm 56. Dad of three. Two of them have been through the college experience. One left to go. And. I have a certain way that if I go on a campus tour with, you know, you know, previously with my two daughters, um, and it will be the case when I do this with my son, I, I come in as a parent with a completely set, a different set of things that I'm looking for. My wife would, when our first daughter went off to a, a large division one school, uh, you know, 2000 miles away from home, um, her, she didn't care about the beauty of campus or the, uh, you know, the athletic part even. It was, is this place safe? <laughs> and where, how does she get around campus at night? So she came in with a completely different aspect uh, of, you know, viewpoint of it than our daughter did. Um, so we as adults, we bring some different baggage into the discussion that we want. And for coaches, that are of, you know, in, again, have gone into adulthood, we sort of think, okay, well, I, I made these decisions as a kid and maybe I was, that was the right way to do it. So now I know how to do it. So this is the way that we are, um, that, that now we should, that I should do this as a coach. Well, your buyers are making their decisions based on a lot of emotion 
a feeling of somewhat irrational. There's a little bit of logic sprinkled in there uh, from time to time. It's different for every athlete, but there's some logic. But I need to, if they're going, I can't fight the way they make the decision. And I have to address the parents separately from the athlete in that situation. So I need to answer the parent questions. I need to answer the athlete questions. Um, But it's changing the way that it has traditionally been done because, you know, and I, we love admissions departments, but what you notice is that, or what you brought up in your scenario, we're walking around campus talking, talking, talking every 10 minutes. Okay. Any questions? And more talking, any questions, more talking, any questions. Um, and it, every tour looks the same. Every tour sounds the same. Different place, different buildings, but it's all the same. I can't make a decision like that if I'm an uninformed, first-generation athlete, potential college student with my parents because um, we have a whole different set of things that we're basing our decision off of. I don't think colleges have kept up in the, in the big picture of college campuses and so for coaches you have the opportunity to take it and make it yours and understand that you know that again it's an emotional buying decision athletes make their decisions differently than regular students on where they're going to go to campus because there's that connection with the coach with the team there's a lot of emotion and a lot of relational aspects to a decision um, that maybe aren't there on the on the the student side so yeah i think it's a little bit of tweaking and changing the way that that you've traditionally approached it. And when you do, it gets a whole lot easier. That's the, that's the fun part of this is that there is a payoff at the end. If we do it the way that they, that they, the student athletes want it done, then it gets way easier. So here in a, in a week or two, I'm going to a, a large division one campus for a, uh, to work with a team on their campus visits. And the thing that we always do in that scenario is we bring the recruited freshman class, the new kids that just went through the process in, and we have them break down what what was your visit like? And there's a way that we do that. We sort of segment out parts of the visit. We ask questions about what they like and didn't like, and they sort of relive what their assessment of what they what their visit was like, but also along with that, what it should have been. So here are the things the coach should have done differently, said differently, we went to this place. It didn't matter. We should have spent more time over here. We get that that opinion. And then the second part of our time there with those athletes is, okay, now, based on what you said, let's rebuild the visit and be, uh, to make it look exactly like you would want. And, Coach, it looks so different from what their traditional visit or what the traditional visit we see as coaches out there so different from from uh what we as adults invent um and and it was funny because they they craft this entirely different uh, visit and now we bring the coaches in and we have to then say coach here's what it was here's what they want now it always takes longer for the coaches to sort of absorb it wrap it in and come to terms with like this is what they want this is the change how are we going to do this it's so different um, so it's interesting that there is that gap between what athletes want and what, um, what, what kids want and, and how they want it done. Now, what I found is now one of the tour guides last year was actually a volleyball player. Nice. So I, I mean, so that worked out well because I, she was giving 
their traditional tour, but could answer questions for them. Mm-hmm. So they would see everything. Um, what I have done, and maybe you can critique this, if if I generally, if I have a player there, I will send a player with them to go on the tour with another campus tour guide because it's it's easier that way because my players, you know, they'll just go to Starbucks and they go to the Amazon hub and go to their room and watch Netflix. Right. Um, and then I meet with them later. And then I send the kid off with, with one of my players and I talk to the parents. Mm-hmm. Then we go over and I have a graphic on the TV welcoming them so they can see. I make them sit and look at it. Right. And then we go over their, their, what their class schedule would be, what their role would be. Yeah. What is your thought about that? Well, you, you actually said something that was really insightful there that that you know, if you were to, and I'll paraphrase it, if you were to leave it up to your kids, just send them off with your kids, they'd go to the Starbucks, the you know, the Amazon Hub, and then go hang out and watch Netflix in the dorm room and completely waste the visit, right? Except that that's not wasting the visit. That is now you and I would say that's a complete waste of time. And I, you know, I wouldn't want that as a parent. If I if my visit to a college was to go to a Starbucks, the Amazon hub, and then go hang out and you know, hang out with a with you know the advisor or the coach or something for um you know for four four hours or five hours, that wouldn't be a good visit. But for the athletes, uh what you just described sometimes is what they want to do. And that becomes then part of that revised visit that I talked about. That gets inserted into the visit. Um, we've worked with with uh, Division One women's volleyball and bas- and basketball teams before as clients, and they, if we're doing this and we retool the visit, sometimes at and without being prompted, they just come up with this. But a lot of them do. At the, it, it's weird. They all think the same across schools. They'll say, you know, that first day or the first big day on campus, um, if we're sort of going chronologically and say it's 1 p.m., 2 p.m., okay, now what, 2 or 3 p.m., you know the one thing that gets added a lot that that they put into the visit is a nap. They want, okay, let's give them an hour, hour and a half. I'll go into the team room. I can turn off the lights, put in my, my earbuds and just uh, and just listen to music and relax. And all when somebody suggests that the other kids are, oh man, that'd be great. That'd be so good. Okay, why? And I ask, so why? Why? Why is that important? Why would that be a good part of the visit? And they, they're very practical. Then, well, coach, we've been up. We flew in last night, got up early. We've been walking and talking, exhausted, and now we are looking ahead to the night where you're probably going to have to stay up till eleven p.m., twelve o'clock with the team. This is exhausting. I need a break. Now, you or I would say. That's an hour out of our schedule. What that means we couldn't go visit with this person or that department. I can't show them that building. And their response is, we don't care. We we need some downtime. So the kid so your your athletes are <clears throat> you're pretty insightful because you know your athletes. If you gave your next recruit, and you can do an A B test on this, um, see how it works when you when you, at, you know, and maybe after showing them some athletic facilities and stuff, send them off with one or two of your kids. Look, you guys are good for four or five hours. Um, uh, we might see you at lunch. If not, then we'll meet back over here at, at two. 
and let them go. And they'll go to Starbucks and hang out. And then they'll go someplace else and hang out a little bit. And along the way, they might, hey, here's where our classes are. And let's, but let's go back to the dorms and watch Netflix. Um, that athlete comes back to you after five hours. Notice the look on her face. Notice, is she engaged? Is she laughing with those two other girls? Um, they're probably following each other on social media now. <clears throat> so what have I gained as the athlete and all that? As the athlete visiting, I came in nervous. Is this the place? Are they going to like me? Do I like them? Could I see myself here? Um, and I've been on other tours, so I know we're going to go walk around campus a lot and a lot of information, financial aid meeting, this and that. Whoa, here I got to hang out with two other young kids on the team that I'll be playing with in their dorm room. Hey, this dorm's kind of fun. I didn't, I really know, didn't know anything about the school before this, but I went to the dorms and people seemed to like it here. And that's a cool dorm room. And we'd watched Netflix and talked and I got to ask questions. My coach, my parents weren't around so we could just talk as kids. And that's sort of the magic is that when we give them that space, then they blossom in it. So that still leaves a gap. Well, wait a minute, they came with their parents. What are we gonna do with the parents? If we ask the athlete that, because they instinctively separate after about a half hour, an hour of re redesigning a campus visit, take my parent, uh, we're over here. Um, we'll take the athletes coach. Do you take my parents and you show them around campus? So coaches then say, wow, now we're with the parents for an hour and a half or two hours. I don't know if I want to be with the parents. You do want to be with the parents. So the parents are there trying to figure out, do we send our daughter here? Who is this coach? Um, do we like this place? Plus now I get to, if I, if you're my, if the coach that's touring me around campus, if my daughter's with me, I'm going to ask questions and I'm going to not ask a lot of questions around her because it would embarrass her. But now without her there, she gets to go and ask, she gets to go be a kid with other kids and find out the kid aspect of, of college. But now I get to ask you questions and I get to reveal things to you that she wouldn't want me maybe talking yeah. about or asking about because dad, don't ask that mom, don't say that. But now I get to just be with the adult. And I, I want to go visit these offices. I want to see the people in, in the different departments. I want to go to the new music building, or I want to see the historical part over here. Um, so they're actually like you stumbled onto something really powerful. I think in terms of like what differentiates you from other colleges is the ability for them to go to someplace just with other kids and they get to experience that you get the time with the parents so the parents are going to come away feeling wow no other coach gave us that time and now we feel like we know him he's going to take care of our daughter so there's you know, added trust there which is great so there's that is a a no uh, just a a no lose thing and I'll, I'll just to close out that question I'll, I'll add this that when we do research and we ask when you're coming to a campus uh, we ask a prospect, when you're coming to a campus, what is it you're trying to figure out? Well, it's not the information. It's not the stats. Because if I have a phone, I, I, anything I want to know about your school or a school out there or a program or your bio or anything, I can look it up. I can know that instantly. I can watch videos. I can see the school before I get there. So I'm coming in with about 80 85% knowledge of um, of 
what I think the school is, and yeah, I think I could be there. So what is that missing 15 or 20% that I can't get off of social media or the internet or any kind of research that I do? It's two big things. Number one, well, three big things. Do I like the coach? So is he or she the same that I think they are in person? That's a very quick, I pick up on that very quickly, answer that very quickly as the athlete. Number two, are the girls, in your case, are the girls on the team going to like me? Got to know that because I'm not going to go to a place where um, where I'm not wanted. Um, you know, plenty of club experiences in your sport where I've had to switch clubs because we didn't get along with a kid or a family. or So I, I don't want that. So I want to know, do I get along with the, the kids? And just do I like the feel of campus? I'm going to say that going to hang out at the, lo- the, the Starbucks on campus and hanging out in the dorms with other kids on the team helped me answer those questions far more and and far faster than being with a tour group or just you know walking around campus and not and just doing the same thing that i've done there that i've done at other schools i think i'm going to come away with a better impression of what it's like at your school and and why i should want to be there and again then i start comparing Well, I went to these other three schools. I just did the visit, didn't really get to know the team. I know the team now here. It's going to be really hard to not follow through with that. College Recruiting Weekly is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2023 and 2024. To contact the host, email him at dan at dantutor.com. Also, remember to rate and review our podcast right now. Plus, tell your fellow coaches about the show. And stay tuned for the next amazing episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.